0: everybody. This is Jordan McConnell with the Crohn's Veteran Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am joined by, by my amazing co-host, CJ Cabrera and Renika Wood. How are you guys both doing? Excellent. Doing great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, um, we are we are grateful and honored to have a very special guest uh, out, of, out of Las Vegas. Uh, she's a veteran. Uh, she's an entrepreneur. Um, she's a community advocate. Um, she, she's a like Air Force veteran, all kind of cool things. Uh, Christina Thomas is with us. How are you doing?
1: Hey, 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 everyone.
0: Cool. Well, um, Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. Blessings and love to everyone. I'm really excited to get into this. I, I'm I'm open. I don't know which direction it's going to go, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Well, first, you know, you know, you know, before we talk about you know your you know your own personal health issues and stuff, you know, I'm just you know for the audience that that doesn't know who you are, you know, can you give us a little bit about you know who who you are, you know, your and your kind of you know personal personal background.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: my main job is here in Southern Nevada as the chair for Southern Nevada Veterans Advocacy Council for the mental health side, where we are congressionally mandated to be the advocates, and it's peer-ran. There's no conflict of interest, and we listen to other veterans that are enrolled in the uh, mental health clinic here in the hospital. Uh, We have partnered with multiple states in the southern region, and we're doing different things, offering different modalities and different outside resources that offer mental health care and other care so that they can continue on um, in their wellness journey. The other portion of what I do is I'm the director um, of Veterans Voices for the Chamber of Cannabis, and so it's pretty much like the Chamber of Commerce, but in Las Vegas, this is like the for cannabis networking and all of that. So, uh, it's more than networking. It's like completely going into the community and building, um, the pretty much the industry that we would like to see and be the example of there's so much greatness in it. Um, I'm a certified medical cannabis care consultant. So, um, we'll get into that on the healing modality. So that portion and being a cannabis expert is the, uh, the beautiful part of my entrepreneurship because that takes me into a different level across all, all spans of individuals, all modalities of healing, inter you know, twined with the integrative health. Um, so in my personal life as a mind body spiritual practitioner and being able to help individuals achieve the wellness that they want to live, um, I just incorporate that in helping you know the community too. So those are those are my main things, and I have a CBD. Store, <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. I'm and this is the main thing. I'm a wife and a mom too, so that already entails and and just so many different things. Um, I have a a Roku TV show. Um, it's called Battlefield of Wellness, and so I record on that and Cannabis Corner, and so it's just pretty much different different areas of healing that we're offering in information and education to empower people. I wanted to offer that back to the world as I have healed and survived and become the warrior that I've been. I want to have a, an army of warriors just like us that, you know, aren't willing to just give up, but willing to, you know, keep going and go back and pull our brothers and sisters on the back, fireman, carry them, do whatever the hell it needs to be, but get them out of the situation of pain and suffering that we just left that's my goal. Um, that's my mission. That's my why uh, on doing so much, um, but I have great teams that helps me stay on task. So that, that's pretty much who I am right now until I morph uh-huh. into the next levels. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, well, cool. Well, you know, I'm curious, you know, too, just, you know, you know, you're, you know, what, you know when I met you, you know, you know, in person and stuff and, you know, and just, you know, and just, um, just hearing about, you know, your own, your own, your own health journey and stuff like that is so compelling. And so, and so, um, and that's one of the main reasons that, you know, I wanted to bring you on here onto the show is that, you know, sharing, you know, sharing your personal journey and, you know, and your experience with, you know, CBD and cannabis and, you know, and like holistic medicines and, you know, and just providing that, you know, that experience that, you know, a little bit of a snapshot of that journey to the audience.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, so, Crohn's colitis, irritable bowel disease, is just one thing that I um, have put in remission um, in the past and uh, also lived with from a very, very young age. I, I was born um, I had a bacterial infection and therefore started uh, at such the tender age of four weeks old as such a horrific um, experience and spinal taps and all kinds of intrusive things that you would never want your child to have to go through but you want to save them so that was the beginning for me and time went on I grew up um, in North Carolina very indigenous so I grew up in herbalism and living off the land like, no joke if you go on my ig page you'll see me in the woods that is my life (laughs) for 19 years i am not joking you gotta eat what's in the middle of the field so (laughs) you out there for the day you gotta work you know so growing up indigenous and strong and being like a, a warrior in that sense of survival and then enlisting um and going in the air force i in I endured some severe trauma that influence, you know, the predispositions, environmental factors, and different things like that. I'm a kidnap and rape survivor, so I do a lot of advocacy and, and a lot of national speaking for legislation changes for military sexual trauma, as well as sexual trauma and kidnap victims, so that's another side, you know, portion of my work, but The reason I just put that out there, sorry, it wasn't squirrel moment, but in the journey of it, um, I wanted to heal, you know, from, I had the stomach issues, but then mental health came in and then I started completely falling apart and joints, muscles, uh, stomach just was out of control all over the place couldn't control it. Um, I, I was in the hospital and I remember the gastroenterologist came in and he was literally trying to move my bowels. at froze during that time. And he was literally trying to move the bowels, um, and not understanding someone that was going, going, going to nothing. Like what happened? Like the freezing up of the system. And so the hard part about that, not knowing, but just, you know, labeling IBS or, um, and then just continuing these colonoscopies and um, knee jerk, you know, reactions to ulcers and uh, different strictures in the esophagus, and then piling on different medications for these other complications that still wasn't identified, later identifying as system autoimmune disease, which means that I carry demyelination central nervous system disease, MS. I carry irritable bowel disease, rheumatoid arthritis. And then on top of all of that, I have to manage my mental health, which is extremely difficult with maintaining a advocacy on making all of those things balanced. So my lifestyle had to change. Um, I was on 40 pills a day. If, you know, in this world, that many chemicals in the stomach alone, Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: was eight up esophagitis came in, as you guys know, the grades started changing. (laughs) I'm like, y'all got to stop. So um, the colonoscopies, the ulcers, the just the impact of damage on trying to treat my other conditions while not even paying attention to the IBD. And so things got exacerbated. And the more my stomach got exacerbated and the treatments, the chemotherapy, the injections, and then on biologicals, trying to do something that covers all of those. Oh, let's try, you know, this, you know, T cell blocker or this, you know, blocker and then infection after infection. And then you guys know what that's like, then you get, you know, the infection and, you know perianal abscesses and things like that and just one thing after another when you try to fix one it breaks over there and so living with that um i this started when i was 21 um i had it before as a juvenile remember i was indigenous ain't nobody taking you to no hospital you to put some herbs on it rub mm. them knee with them roots mm-hmm. and you will be okay mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I live. Your stomach messed up. We're going to make sure that we take these herbs and you drink that and you do that for two days and we'll see where you're at. You don't make it toxic. So, I mean, that was how I grew up. That's why I didn't know, you know, all these things were going on. Um, Not to mention, I grew up Southern and even though my mom was very, very precautious, my outside eating was horrific, which also had a huge influence on my stomach, eating barbecue sandwiches every day and bacon and eggs and that delicious southern biscuits and preserves even though i'm talking about this right now and really grieving the thoughts <laughs> <laughs> thank god i'm in vegas and there's a vegan soul food place jordan we're gonna find it because i'm like uh, okay yeah. so i i wasn't really. eating well i wasn't doing well i was uh i did not look like this i was overweight <laughs> i was just dying and deteriorating and trying to avoid so 50 surgeries and procedures later, here I am at 38. Um, I've reestablished my life. I've put myself in remission a couple times, just two. Uh, the longest uh, was for a year. Um, and then I got COVID. And as you know, as you've heard, people with autoimmune diseases after COVID is out of control. And I have not been able to put in a remission yet. Um, it's exacerbated. Um, and now, I've kept it under control with cannabis and I do, I have not had a flare. Thank you God. Um, in the last months. So, uh, I had some little interruptions, but you guys know when the flare comes, it it was not longer than a few days. Um, and I just healed it. Um, I, I have this whole protocol now, which I would love to share with everyone. Um, me and my cousin who's vegan, she has ulcerative colitis, uh, bleeding out was one of the things that we would always keep in our mind of do not disturb the stomach, you know, don't, it's angry, leave it alone. Um, and I was eating something and she looked at me and she said, you ain't hurting bad enough yet. And I was like, you're so right. You're so right. And so I mean, that perspective when she looked at me, I was like, I give so much credit to my healing to her. You know, we, we got in this together. She has multi-system as well as me. And so there's multiple things. So it's genetic for our family. Every first cousin that I have has one or two or three um, autoimmune diseases. And remember, I said predisposition, genetics, and environmental factors. If we all eat the same, got the genetics the same, and doing the same, you can't expect nothing, no different, right? So um, working together, building together, calling each other what did your neurologist say what did your rheumatologist say what did your gastroenterologist say like these are conversations in the middle of the night that you know like hey what did you eat last week when you had that flare like that's the community that we had to build because nobody was talking especially in our community as people of color across the board is just not talked about I can't, I mean, some Black communities, I'm not going to put it on our people like that, but I just know, for me, I didn't have the valuable information in the Black community and the support needed that didn't put me on the sick and shut-in list and put me in the room, because that's what happened, because you get put on the sick and shut-in and people forget about you because you can't leave the house, and then all your friends are gone and you feel in some kind of way, so I experienced that. But then when I left out and started creating this family and community, I started getting this information. And after that, I started implementing it one piece at a time. I decided to have multiple gastroenterologists because everybody thinks a little different and everybody's seen a little bit different. So after us transferring, you know, all over, you know, I've had the experience of seeing different states with different doctors and different treatments, and I I just educate wherever I can for the brothers and sisters in this realm of warrior and overcoming an immune system that thinks you're the enemy. Whatever system that is interrupted, it all goes back to inflammation. That is the number one of all diseases. You will find inflammation in it somewhere. And so, I attacked it from a herbalist because I kept going, how in the hell did I be okay so long in the woods, but then I leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I had to have been doing something right. So I changed my lifestyle. I did go vegan for a while, but then after you get stuff removed, it don't matter because then nothing works. And then you're just, and then you weight gone. And then before you know it, you're a hundred pounds or less and. Here we are, you know, so I went back to herbalism. I went back to food is the medicine. And even though I was very strict at the time with veganism, I did have to open my mind and realize that there are some things that does have to shift because I started following other groups and I started seeing that individuals with different things, eating different things. So I started trying and some of it didn't work. It worked for them though, but at least it was knowledge for me that I can help someone else. You know, of course, I'm not going to push, push, push veganism. It didn't work for everybody. Some of us don't have pieces, you know, and some of us can't do vegetables at all. It just, it just doesn't work. It hurts. It's not okay. And that's when I realized for me, I had to think differently. So I put it in remission with food. I got off of the medication and I put it in remission with heavy cannabis. Um, And going to college was the secondary portion, but I researched, I journaled, I found other people that I was talking about, and then I got into the science and the pharma and what worked with and what cannabinoid, what pharma, you know, what compound and the levels of chemicals and how it affects the, you know, the stomach and what affects the stomach and what heals the stomach, what rejuvenates the cells, what, you know, gives us back um, a Vitality, so to speak, building back the walls. Also learned about things that actually harm the walls of our intestinal and our GI tract. That's important. Not all cannabis is created equal and not everything has been researched thoroughly enough to ensure that that is okay or been tested. So that was important. That's a lot of my work with the Chamber of Cannabis and making sure that there's safe access. Nicole and I, Bufong, who's regional director for Western, Northwestern, um, we ensure um, she is a huge advocate for HIV. Um, and we talk about safe access and making sure that we are offering those patients, there's different directions, recreational adult use, it doesn't affect them, but it does. I believe every single person that's using cannabis is a patient. You're treating something either is I want to feel good or I'm trying to make my stomach stop hurting. You're treating something so you're a patient, which means, by the way, please, if you're in a state that's legal, go get your medical card. That is so important. If you can't figure it out, please call me. I got somebody for you. I'll hook you up. Um, that is the the number one thing is to empower us with information and different things to help us heal. And cannabis has been the number one thing across the board naturally. And I work with patients all over the world that has healed nothing else, no other herb, a couple other herbs combined in India and a few other Chinese oriental medicine things that I've seen with some peptides. Those have been pretty critical in doing some substantial changes in the body. But does it last? Is it substantial and is it doing more than treating? Is it healing and giving more? to the cells so it's the healthy cells and the damaged cells is it treating both the number one plant with the most compounds at this level cannabis that's why it treats everything it's a compound for every situation i call it god's plant because he knew i just made this one plant and and the universe can use it for all these things and they'll be all right And so I kind of I think of it like that is she's a queen and I respect her because she gives all her people what they need on one level or another is whether or not we treat her good enough to give it. She ain't gonna put out if you don't treat her right. That's all I'm <laughs> saying
0: <laughs>
1: I don't mean it derogatory either, but she's not. <laughs> she's not gonna give you what you're looking for, and that's the truth. Um, but that's that's pretty much where I went. Um I did um different RSO treatments, not everything because it's with ethanol. You some of the things cannot be done with uh that extract because it is ethanol and it can cause, you know, um. Sensitivity for some of us, so I I didn't want that to be an issue, but I have healed abscesses from internal, um, anal, and all of that with cannabis alone on a on a regular basis. So the RSO regimen was one. Um, different modalities of healing. It wasn't about smoking. A lot of that is already burnt off because of the temperature and the light, so you no longer have THC or the CBD in that light. It's been burnt down, so that's now CBN. That's what makes you sleepy after you've burnt through your cannabis because it's switched over chemically into something else, which is still going in the receptor and still healing, but it's giving you more relaxed state. I believe in chemovar profiles only. I don't believe in the genetics of sativa-indica hybrid. That doesn't exist. If you're looking at the plant. That's the genetics. That's how it grows, whether it's going to be tall and skinny or whether it's going to be short and fat. That is all that that is. The chemovar profile determines on what the effects is, which is determining what they say as uppers or downers. So when you're treating yourself, you're going to make sure that your body is operational. You don't want to slug it out. You don't want to be sluggish, which means you do want to relax the stomach, but you don't want to relax it to a point that you're not active because being active also plays a role in our gut health. Um, some of us can't do, you know, crunches and stuff, but we do have to build our core up. I noticed that that does make a huge impact on our stomach health. Uh, so, All of that with the cannabinoids and healing from the internal to the external. I also, so my company is all transdermal. Um, Mostly I have other things and modalities, alternative methods, because we don't absorb and nobody was giving me something for people like us. Nobody was thinking about patients that can't ingest. What about the people that can't smoke? Uh, What about the people that can't swallow? How are they going to get their medicine in other than through rectum? Nobody wants to walk around with a suppository up their asshole. I'm just saying, (laughs) you know what I mean? You're leaking. You already got enough problems. Ain't nobody got time, you know, for that. You do it at night and, you know, you don't have to worry about that so much. But it's not a method of use that I I want to do on a regular basis. I want to have different ways. So that means drinking. That means uh, if I'm adding other herbs to my coffee and tea, I'm adding the herbs and coffee that treats the stomach my strips that i have us putting all this oil in our mouth is not ain't nobody trying to have that stomach upset when you got a stomach full of oil yes it's treating it but at the level of discomfort and us having to that's counterproductive so i did a dehydrated strip um i had amazing consultant my beautiful partner and friend now she said chris let's look at this a little differently so the dehydrated strip goes in it goes up fully absorbed before you even digest it because it's transdermal. It went in your mouth where it's the most sublingual and it immediately went into your bloodstream. So you're going to get the results within five minutes, five to seven minutes. You're going to have the effects of calming of whatever you were looking for. So that is a full tincture that I need it. The next thing that I need it because at the end of the day, you can use cannabis all day long, but if you're not getting it in and metabolizing it through the liver, then you're not getting it for your gut health that you need. But again, I'm not saying pour down a whole thirty milliliters of your, you know, tincture because you got fifteen milliliters, thirty milliliter, and you're putting drop to drop to drop. You know, yes, that's helping, that's that's calming you, that's healing you. Those are amazing oils, but again. That could say 100 milligrams, but due to your acidity and degradation of the actual stomach acids, that 100 milligrams is actually degraded, unless it's transdermal and liposome, it's actually degraded down to something along the lines of, of 80 depending if there's a 15 plus or minus variance of that 100. So you're not getting, if I say, and looking at dosage and research that at this point, 500 milligrams is what someone with Crohn's would need to put in their stomach during a flare to reduce the inflammation down in full spectrum. That means it's not just THC or it can't just be CBD because that's not going into the receptor to fully heal. It's going to give you your comfort. It's going to work on other receptors. But the the actual remission we're looking for in healing the cell has to come through the full spectrum of the actual plant root to bud. That's the full healing. So with that, I'm, I'm going in with the transdermal. I have it. So guess what? I, I'm, I can't swallow. I'm on a feeding tube or, it's you know, we've different modalities or whatever. Um, I have it as transdermal. So I'll just rub it on my skin. I'll get it in one way or another. So it's like a Nicoderm patch. It is absorbing. It's going crossing the blood-brain barrier and it's going in your bloodstream. So you're getting your medicine. So you can rub it on, you can drink it. That's just the regular. That's gonna degrade at some points, but it's more giving you comfort to your stomach with other healing. The, uh, like I said, the strips, and then there's the capsules. The capsules is what really healed. That goes through. Now, the nano is liposome so that the actual, it's a, a smaller amount, per milligram, so we're talking about it being emulsed into an actual liquid that's liposomes. So think about it like an M&M with the nut in the middle, the chocolate, and then the shell. That's what we did with this medicine so that it gets in the system and stays in the system long enough that you are actually able to absorb it. So it metabolizes. And then at that point, you're getting your full effect. It's transdermal. It's going to be longer. It's going to be a, a, a more powerful effect. You're going to see those results faster. So that's why I went out. People weren't offering me what I needed. So I became the person I I had to bite the bullet and say, I will offer this to myself. I have the means. Not everybody has the means. So then I realized empower everybody. So I not everybody's able to go and drop thousands upon thousands of dollars for each products in a store or each products in a business, um, a cannabis related business. So the best thing I can do is eat the cost and offer it right now. We've done amazing offering it to veterans and minorities and people in disparity that want to start their business. This was huge in 2020, everybody trying to start up and do things, but the cost was just massive and they weren't having complete, um, stores or businesses. So we, Took the time and said, uh, let's do this. We'll do wholesale. And so we wholesale the products as well to other uh, places, veterans that are trying to get medical patients these products that they can't get anywhere else. We were the first in the company, first in the country to do it at 40 milligrams of bioavailability in these strips. And I'm so grateful that I did. It's been changing lives all over the place with all kinds of different conditions because, again, it's a tincture, it's full spectrum, it's nano and you're going to get it in your system. I have yet to see someone that took it and said it didn't work. I have one person, and at that point, I said, take another. And she was like, oh, yeah, I just needed more. <sighs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's not that it didn't work. You just needed, you know, more. And so, that's that's what the CBD company is for. Can you guys still hear me? I accidentally pressed a button.
2: Okay. Yeah, we got you. So, that's what
1: the the cannabis part. So when I get different people that come in, I educate them, I let them know different methods of use that they could use across. If you don't want to buy my products, I am so happy to refer you. I have amazing friends with incredible products as well. Um, No, they don't have transdermal the way that I do. And no, it's not in my price, but I will still refer you because I want you to be empowered to know you have the choice. It is your body. It is your mind. And if you don't take control over and just let anybody that's including me without thinking through to do what you, oh, go do that, then I'm not helping you you're not helping yourself. I'm just telling you, hey, buy my products. I'm no different than the next person. No, I want to empower you. Go be great. Go do the things that is going to heal you so you could get back to living. Because that's my number one thing. I got on that bedridden thing. Living is the greatest thing that we could, all, we could do. And at the same time, the hardest thing I've ever done.
0: You heard it, folks. So- mm. Sorry, that was, was
1: that too much? Oh my god! No, that, I feel, was, that, was, I
0: no,
2: that was beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, I'm so sorry.
1: I'm like, oh my god! What did I just? <laughs> <wind up?"> <laughs> <laughs> I've been in session mode today. I'm in a session mode. It's like, all right, I'm on it now. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, that, was, that was amazing. I think you know, I, I sincerely you know, know that our audience is going to get so much education out of you. So I'm, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sincerely, sincerely grateful. So we
2: got, we got Will in the chat he said lots of good info and he said give me her info and then she said take my money <laughs> and then he said preach <laughs> yes i will i will um
1: go to herballyfree.com um for those that are going to listen back in on this podcast for the products Herballyfree.com. And on there, if you're looking for a consultation, I'm on there, but I haven't added my beautiful Ayako. If you're looking for something quick, 10 to 15 minutes of what I just broke down with cannabinoids, hey, I got blah, 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 blah. I want to do this for sleep. She could break it down for you, whether or not you're in a state where you can get the analytics. Um, But either of us, um, I'm going to give you the full wellness portion of it. What are you eating? What are you doing? Because that's what matters. I can give you all the weed in the world. It is not going to do anything but make you feel some kind of way i'm here to heal i'm not here to just gratify even though it's nice but i'm not here just for that you know
2: right feedback what
0: up (laughs) (laughs) awesome Awesome. well you know um yeah go ahead no no go ahead go ahead where are you from
2: in North Carolina? you mind me asking where you're from?
1: Oh, of course I don't mind. I'm on the Virginia border. I am above Raleigh-Durham. I am, I think, about 20 miles from South Boston, Virginia. So I'm Virginia. on the Virginia. Yeah, I am on the Take Vir- me
2: under your wing. I'm in Virginia as well.
1: Come <laughs> on. You know where Richmond is? I'm an hour from Richmond. <laughs> so
2: you, okay, so you were- Climbing you were, up on there. Okay, because I said North Carolina. I was just asking, where you from, like, near where I'm from? So I was wondering about that. Where are you at? Well, I'm from Halifax County. North Carolina. Oh! If I say Raleigh
1: now. Oh, yeah. I heard it's just, it, well, I just came back from there, and I was really, it was raining a lot, but was really impressed by the growth, um, definitely downtown by the tobacco. Um, where is that over there? That's more in Durham, but the Raleigh-Durham area has just been, fantastic like they've turned things into a new vibe kind of the way that you would hope like back in the day it was not welcoming I'm just gonna keep it real it was not welcoming in Virginia either we would go up there to go shopping because it's Mm -hmm. one way or another is about the same I'm like yo I don't feel right here (laughs) okay I'm just saying I was not alone
2: (laughs) it'd be like that
0: Right.
2: right. (laughs) um, As I'm listening to you share, me having inflammatory bowel disease, I have Crohn's, of course. um, And I also am a licensed addiction therapist. So this conversation about cannabis oftentimes come up to me being a patient and also a professional that talks about the secondary component of cannabis with my clients whom abuse cannabis for other reasons outside of what you are sharing now. And me being a patient um, with with Crohn's disease, one of my uh, coworkers asked me if I ever had an opportunity to use cannabis as an alternative medication, would I I do it? And I said, you know what? That's a very important question. Um, I'm still on the fence about it for me personally because I preach it to my clients a lot, but I understand all of the benefits that cannabis have to offer in North Carolina you know we're not we I'm saying we're we're near hopefully legalizing it here versus we were years ago so my mind definitely changed then but right now because I'm in this box of being a professional with persons that have different diagnoses of um see um Mrs. order and me possibly can benefit from it I'm torn let me. I'm. I'm kind of torn right in the middle. Well, let of
1: let me let me untear you. Let me mend you. Please untear me. I'm gonna <laughs> mend you. I'm going to mend you with gold, too, because if there's two sides to this, and I will educate you on this when it comes to cannabis, cannabis is not addictive. There are very few people that get addicted, like literally less than 50 people on record. What it really is, is habit. And as you know, that we we actually have a recovery doctor that uses cannabis to get people off of medication, which means that we are looking at when we say cannabis, we are not talking just marijuana, we are talking marijuana and the industrial hemp plant. What people don't understand is marijuana, the war on drugs was a lie. Let me break this down to you. In 1927, there was a man called Harry Anslinger that ended the prohibition with alcohol. 1927, that is also during the time that we were having segregation, what we're just talking about in that nice little Virginia and North Carolina area, we were now losing the power because... Now Blacks were continuing to farm and now have properties. So those properties now were beginning to benefit the community, therefore embracing more equality, which was not something America was ready for yet. There are multiple things that was happening during the 20s and the 30s. At that point, he decided it's time for re-election. It's time for me to get into something else. So what does that mean? I need to tackle a community problem, and that community problem is going to get me more likes, right? So what do we do? Well, Mexico was also integrating on up, and there is what we call sharecropping that we still have. During that time, Mexico had brought, in fact, marijuana. The reason it's called marijuana, it's not marijuana, it's marijuana, and it was used as marijuana to associate it with the Hispanic population. The Hispanic population, like Blacks, was looked at as nothing. Therefore, associating it would be great for what I'm about to tell you. He put a lie out. There was a young man down in Florida that was an immigrant. That smoked marijuana and killed his family horrifically with an axe. And because of the marijuana, it has to be prohibited. And our children are all over the place. And look at this mess. Blah, 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 blah. Right? This man had now embedded a fear into the community that was already there for Blacks and Browns. Now, we got a medicine making them crazy. Now, I said medicine. So, cannabis sativa was on the shelves of everyone's house like lavender up until the 20s. When this now came in, why would they take away cannabis sativa? Think about it. That's used for medicine. Now, go back to what we now know is the history of the medical industry, which has been a lie, which has been tainted by just western medicine and not the integrative approach of healing that's where i'm coming from big farm was now coming on how can we do something that is multiples not only are we going to take their healing regimen which is not stigma. Because everybody is healing each other. Remember I said indigenous practices. Those indigenous practices come from something beautiful. I was born and raised on a century-old Black farm. 500 acres of tobacco. That's where I was raised in the woods. That's where those indigenous practices came from. Because we were the very few Blacks that stayed with the land. Very few wanted to continue the practices of what we were coming in. That was our healing. Why? Because my great-grandfather and his wife were the herbalists and those that offered all organic vegetables. He never went to a grocery store. His children never got sick. Why? They used the earth. So in order to stop that, empowering Blacks and them healing and getting healthy, because no longer are they just stuck on eating the fat back that has killed them, They now realizing that they can heal and be empowered and go to school. Remember, this is the 20s and 30s. Big Farm comes in and says, here's what we can do. He illegally prohibits all of cannabis as a healing modality, places it into the realm of fear, goes reefer madness, children eating glass because they're so high jumping out in front of things, putting a fear into parents, into white neighborhoods that these Blacks and Browns are savage with this, with this medication that's inducing them. Therefore, he has what he needs. He gets reelected. He, at this point, prohibits and, caught, and starts something that we know as the war on drugs. Nixon comes later. At this point, Big Farm recognizes because now Blacks have to go to the hospital even though they weren't allowed. They have to go to the hospital and they have to get the medicine because they're no longer on the plantations or the land that they could have had or any of that. They have moved away from their healing. So you're not able to get back to your access of healing. Now you're stuck with having no will but to heal through their way. Big Farm comes in, capitalized, Big Tobacco comes in, no longer being exactly what it was. Now you have the small mom and pop black farmers with their little land, Because compared to the 50,000 acres that that Jimbo got up the road, you're competing with something that now has pharmaceuticals, pesticides, and makes you feel all kinds of good because you got to replace that, right? So you now have all these cigarettes and all this stuff that has the toxins to make you not only addicted, but sick, and they know. So they continue to press this in the meantime, prohibiting the cannabis that heals. And now I'm going to break it down to something that's going to hurt feelings. Well, we got to get our slaves back. So we're going to have to do this and we're going to have to create this prison system. So this prison system for every single person that's trying to heal will catch them up. And once we catch them up, we'll be able to have the head count because the federal funding now is there to be able to give them what they need to continue to get the state free labor that we now live continuously. So they have taken out, take that out, make that illegal, pull them from there, put them here, right, and allow them to be the labor that we did not want to give up on So now you have a full idea of what you think cannabis is. So time goes on. War on drugs picks up. People start recognizing we are doing something wrong. Think about it. Marijuana became big again, 70s. People got free. People started saying, I'm not going to listen to these standards. I feel better. I'm doing better. I'm going to do it this way. At that point, the only access that was available due to modern advances, technologies not being there, was bud. That's it. And by the way, that bud was not at extreme high levels. However, our bodies were not consumed with the products that they are now and the chemical levels. Therefore, you're not going to feel the effects that you feel. It works together cannabinoids, we have an endocannabinoid system. I said all that to say, Western medicine began to morph into the big industry of money that it is. Big tobacco got rich, big farm got rich, Department of Agriculture began to do something at the same time, if you remember, enforcing milk, but milk is the number one cause of osteoporosis, and America is the number one that has osteoporosis besides another European company country, so therefore, they forced us to believe that you should be eating and drinking these things, meanwhile, creating the diseases and then having Big Pharma come in and continue the diseases and then have this whole medical war that we do with the healthcare system. Now back to cannabis and why we do not need to see it as a drug yes people use that as drug guess what they use food too period so addiction is addictive behavior what I didn't say is I was on a minimum of 40 milligrams of oxycodone a day on top of a lot of other medications I have all these diseases it was prescribed for eight years ask me how my kidneys and liver are doing not well. Ask me how I got off of it. Cannabis. Yeah. So that's multiple medications that I am taking care of because of cannabis. I can never help that someone abuses Tide Pods, but I'm definitely not going to go and label it as an addictive thing because a bunch of kids decided to do abuse it and use it in the level of chemistry that it was at. I can do that with Benadryl. Benadryl has more side effects and more addictive than cannabis can ever be, but we have labeled pharmaceuticals as okay, while not even knowing and questioning the actual ingredients and chemical compositions, while looking at cannabis and immediately believing that lie that I just told you about. And labeling it as something that needs to be in recovery rather than using it as it was supposed to be to help individuals get off the pharmaceuticals that was implemented into the relationships of the community, just so that they could take cannabis out in the healing. So why, why can't we speak this truth.
2: Right. Hey, you stand out. You stand out. (laughs) Thank you. So. Do not ever believe the lie
1: that they have told us. We are free and our people were the main beneficiaries along with the Brown community because they hit it first. They got it first. They brought this here. We were growing, but none of cannabis is here. I've been able to see cannabis on different levels in different countries and watch how the respect and love of this plant is. We tainted the plant we tainted it with our addictive behaviors that were processed and implemented into our minds through all these different consumptions the addiction of sugar number one thing you can be addicted to but yet we look at it we look at other things the number one acceptable thing in america right now that is an addiction workaholic But we don't stop that, and that's the number one killer of our people that are out there actually working, because we're striving 10 times harder to be better, and then at the same time, not giving us the actual compassion and continuing on this post-traumatic slave syndrome of not being educated and being at our greatest. That's how I feel.
2: Thank you. Thank you for that education on the the history of all that. Now, I I have a clear mind of that. You know, um, I love to be able to hear people's perspective on this topic because there are a lot of things that we are learning as we grow. And you be able to break it down because I can tell you something you're very, 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 very passionate about and you'll be able to share. yes Yes. I'm definitely going to take away some of this information myself and you know and i will
1: I- you guys are going to probably be the last people to legalize i don't have hope i've seen your legislation it <laughs> sucks it is a hot mess my mama is there and i'm telling you if i ain't never seen the beginning of jim crow law starting up I, it will start with north carolina's <laughs> bs so no, I ain't got hope for North Carolina, but girl, don't you go, don't worry. Go up to CJ House, I help you, boo. Going on up to CJ House, they legal. We gonna get you set up, boo. I ain't already got folks up there. I tell you what you need. You can sit up there with CJ, and I'll, I'll call you on video, and I'll walk you through it. How about that? But you gotta get your medical card. thank you
0: for
2: that, much.
1: I don't want you to feel like there's any excuses. I want you to get this healing. I want you to finally feel. Because I didn't realize that we haven't felt ourselves until we pull the pain off. Until we pull the pain off, I don't remember what I felt like. I don't. I don't remember what it was like to wake up and not be worried. I don't remember what it was like to be like, wait a minute. It ain't that I woke up negative. My stomach woke me up, you know, like it's not that I am not, you know, I'm like, okay, how much positive, okay, mindset is everything to healing too, but I don't ever want us to not be able to feel that feeling. That's the only time I feel myself. And I know Jordan can speak to it. That's the only time I can feel myself because the pain is gone for just that time. I don't know what it feels like outside of cannabis anymore. I will be in a hospital. I will. Right now, I am set up to do consecutive intravenous IVs, 1,000 milligrams of steroids, of prednisone, IV. That is three to five days sitting in a chair for at least an hour because the MS portion of it, has swollen in my brain and behind my eyes. So I'm going blind. So I don't have a choice because the cannabis that I have, I can ingest it and ingest it and ingest it, but it's not to the level. This is where integrative health has to come in and we do have to use something else and be okay with that. Something was created in this world to help you outside of the plant. And that's okay. The fact of the matter is I have to appreciate the level of care that we can do with, the modern advances in technologies. Have they abused it? Absolutely. Have they misused it? Absolutely. But at the last resort, I will use it. I have chemo on Friday. I'm supposed to do chemo every three months now. And that is going to take a toll on my body. But I have to consider putting this in remission is the number one thing that I have to do or they're just going to keep taking things out of my body, because it's going to deteriorate. And so is it worth it? For me, the risk is worth it. It's worth me trying this and getting this done. I can't have the only thing that I thought of was the aspect of children and how the effects because I have cousins that have went through this and had actual children that that had birth defects, you know, and obviously, that's something correlated. But I don't have to worry about that. The only thing I have to worry about is the actual side effects and the how I'm going to empower myself to endure it easier. I say you endure it easier. You got to endure, but endure it easier. So the perspective of I don't have to take, I only do chemo and cannabis and in emergency purposes. I go and I do what I have to do with the steroids to get the inflammation down. And then in the meantime, I am juicing my cannabis. See, there's so many ways I want to show you, love. I'm actually taking the leaves of the cannabis and I juice it. Why? There's potassium, there's calcium. There is the most natural uh, cannabidiol in the acidic form, as well as the magnesium, not at the levels of that to include calcium, um, protein. That is in the cannabis leaf, babe. Don't nobody know that. I do. So I take the leaf because it's indigenous. What did our people do? What did indigenous people do? Leaves, root, stem, bud. All of them have something. Take the leaves, juice it down, drink it. Why? It heals our gut. Nothing in that water and plant is at a level to give you a high or euphoria. However, because cannabis is transformed, chemically by heat and nature you could in whatever light if you had some other food that was high in cannabinoids feel the effects of it but it doesn't mean it was from that juice per se it means that other things came along with it and bind it drinking the juice or drinking a tea is all that I know That has been such a benefit, you know, healing the gut through that. So I'm healing my gut ahead of time because chemo can cause vomiting, um, diarrhea, at random times. You're very nauseous. And as you know, triggering that can last for weeks. I'm not trying to trigger that. That's what the strips are for. Those keep me from puking. So, and not to mention it has tapioca starch, which is good probiotic and all of that. So I was thinking, I'm thinking you know, what do I need? Um, so drinking the juice and giving myself those replenished cells and stops. It's anti I can't even say it right now. Forgive me. Anyways, anti-tumor, antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral. Those are all in the properties of cannabis. So when you are ingesting that and this whole bunch of other antis, but I'm going to get into it. It's like 80. Um, so in order for you to feel the way that you need to feel beforehand to get at your healthiest before your treatments, that's the goal. Because those treatments are going to take you down. And the light that it's supposed to, it's supposed to wipe those things out. But it wipes out other things, too, and changes other things because it's called disease modifying. Hello? It didn't say what else it was modifying. I'm just saying. We a part of it.
2: I'm just saying,
1: you know. So I I empower myself, like I say, I stay on my capsules because that's constantly healing my gut, and it lasts. However,
0: uh huh. Yeah, um, as awesome as you are, you're out of time.
2: Oh man, I'm sorry. It's it's, it's okay. I have to do a part two.
0: I know. It's always a part two. I know. Like you know, like or you know, part two Instagram live, and because I think. You know, just in a baby or Facebook Live or something, just to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people to, you know, a lot of people to be able to ask you questions and stuff. That I feel like, you know, yeah, there's very informative. Chat yeah. mm-hmm. was going crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My man was like, yes, yes, that part. <laughs> yes,
1: I mean, like that is true. It's all of that. Like, and if we don't know, we
0: can't grow. Oh, so, Agreed. I, I'm So great. Yeah. so we're going to hang out, and of course, and, uh, and, and also, um, you know, I just, you know, and invite you back, and, you know, but there's so much more to talk about. I feel like, you know, I could just listen to you talk for, almost forever. So, you know, so, so like, and so and just, you know, hearing your story and hearing your, your knowledge and hearing your knowledge and your um, insight about cannabis has just yeah. been a treat. They've been a treat. And I so, want to
1: empower. I will come on here as often as we need and empower. Yeah. Renika, I swear when I get home, I'm, uh, I'm going to text you. I'm coming in the fall. I'm going to be right on up there. We're going to have a little spot. It'll be safe. I know it's okay. still COVID. And I, we, will, we will go right on up there. And CJ going to find us a spot. And I'm going to teach <laughs> you whatever you need. Or y'all can both come out here to Vegas. And me and Jordan will hook you up.
0: Thanks. So, so.
2: Um, yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah.
0: So, awesome. <laughs> well, and, uh, thank you. If you, you, know, if you <laughs> and, and, and again, guys, you know to to support uh, Christina, you can check out her on Instagram at uh, herballyfree and also her website herballyfree.com. Is that right?
1: Yes, but go to living herbally free because herbally free is, you know, pretty much I'm going to try to constantly keep the two joined because at the time living herbally free is all that I just gave you, which is education, information, and that coaching and all of that to get you where you're going herbally free, even though I can get a little into that, it's going to be your products, but living free souls with an S.com will take you to that. As well as herbally free, because that's all on one platform. But I'll let him send that out, you guys. I wish I could put it in there. Is that the chat? Can they see the chat?
0: Yeah, no, uh,
2: I mean, yeah, if you put it, I mean, yeah, it'll come yeah. up. Here we go. You guys see okay. it. Man.
0: All right, cool, cool.
2: <laughs> and um, Souls.
0: There we go. There we go. And yeah, so uh, livingfreesouls.com, everybody, and, uh, and herballyfree.com. Uh, yeah, uh, please, please support Christina um you know, she she's amazing you know if you if you like what you heard today if you like you know um you know the content you know that we have you know we appreciate every subscription so please please subscribe to our show on your know, on on, on, our, on all podcast platforms uh, anchor and uh, youtube or anchor google and apple and all that kind of stuff spotify um and uh, uh, what you can't hear me you can't hear me I can hear you. I got you. Okay. Uh, I'll be, I'll think I'll be good. Uh, Christina can hear me.
2: Can you hear us, Christina? No, oh, my mic might have unplugged. <laughs> uh
0: huh. Well, she's figuring that out real quick. Um, you, you, know, you know, so we appreciate you know, again, you know, every hello. Every can you, you guys can hear you? me? Yes, we got we you. Can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. So you're fine. And so, um, so again, her, her IG is Herbally Free and um, living, er, living Herbally Free and then also Herbally Free on IG. But so, so for us, um, Crohn's Veteran.com. Uh, also very soon here, we're, we're gonna be de- debuting the, very, the brand new Crohn's Veteran store. So you can check, check, check that out. Um, we, are, we are very honored and grateful to be nominated for the we Go Health uh, Awards 2021 uh, Best in Show podcast. Um, the the rookie the wiki of the year and also for advocating for others so so please uh, go to go to our website again clubveteran uh on the homepage uh, there is a link to, to nominate us we appreciate every nomination and every nomination matters so please nominate us um, and so uh, you know again thank you for the love and support um, you know and sending you know sending good vibes to everybody and thank you for listening so um, so yeah and so we're personally grateful for for Christina being here so. That 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 that's it, everybody. And uh and we're out.
2: All right. Thank you for coming through, everybody, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you.